0: Zen Stoic path. In this episode we're going to be discussing the pain point of what to do when you experience a disorienting event in your life. Now the reason why I'm bringing this up today is because I've experienced one recently, actually this week as the week of this actual recording. So I wanted to bring it up because these things, they occur in our lives all the time and, I'll basically, with this episode, it'll be a little different than what we normally do when it comes to the pain point, in which I'll actually be walking through my process of thinking in real time. So I'm thinking about this event that happened, this reality that set in recently, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, how am I going to deal with it? What Zen and Stoic principles will I be using? What Zen Stoic principles I actually be implementing into this particular moment of my life. So a quick background on what's going on. I've been experiencing back pain for probably the last year. And it's a very unique pain, something I haven't really felt in my life. Although I had dealt with back pain since I was like 11 years old. So it's been almost 20 years of some kind of back pain. Never really sure where it came from, there was never really a specific event or instance where I had this injury. It just always seemed to come up almost like an overuse chronic injury. And the reason why I bring this up as a disorienting experience is because the way that I've built up my life had been affected by this back injury. Although most of the time I had always been taught to work through it, work through the pain. And I realized that philosophy or that style of being has actually put me into a rather difficult situation. So I've had this particular back pain where I had some nerve pain going on for the last year. And I finally went to get an MRI on it. The doctor sent me to a neurosurgeon. So I'm sure when you get that kind of a referral from your doctor, (laughs) it's not exactly a pleasant experience. It sounds pretty intense and pretty significant to be going to a specialist, especially like a neurosurgeon. When you hear that word surgery, it has its own ways of sparking you emotionally but anyway so she recommends me she didn't really tell me what was going on but I go and I see the neurosurgeon and while we're sitting there talking he pulls up my MRIs and he's like looking at them with me and he goes the first thing that he said he I remember when he pulled it up he's so the scary part is and I'm just like oh man what what a way to start (laughs) the scary part is and as he pulled these up He's looking at my spine and he's showing me, and he begins to tell me, he said, If I didn't know who you were and there was no information on this chart and I just was looking at the spine, I would say that this is the back of a 45 to 50 year old guy. And the possibility of experiencing arthritis early in life is likely at the rate that this is going. So when that was said to me, when he uttered those words, I remember feeling really scared hopeless dreadful around this whole idea because i knew i had this pain throughout my whole life and it was always something that i tolerated but never something that i really looked at as this is a serious issue that i need to attend to now he then went on to tell me where there was a herniated disc in my back that was causing some nerve impingement so he had shown me the, di- the disc that's actually herniated is way in the bottom of my spine like around the area of the pelvis. What he explained to me is that in this particular scenario, if surgery was needed, this is a very difficult and risky spot to be doing surgery. So we want to avoid it at all costs, obviously, right? <laughs> Any kind of spinal surgery or nerve surgery is you know, a very intense endeavor and probably is something that you want to avoid at all costs. So he's explaining this to me, but he then brought me the good news after he scared the shit out of me. He said, the fact that you're not experiencing pain right now, and that you've been getting progressively better, and that you passed all these little physical tests where he was testing my strength and mobility, he said, you're on a good track. And this is something that, with rest, you can begin to improve without needing surgery or painkillers or even physical therapy. In that instance, what was interesting is I had this contrasting experience between feeling really scared and hopeless for a moment, but thinking that like I was fucked when it came to my back to having this deep sense of gratitude in appreciation for having caught this particular issue right now at this stage where I'm able to actually do something about it. So I had this intense feeling of gratitude wash over me and I thought to myself, all right, how am I going to deal with this? Because what he had recommended me in terms of rest really threw a wrench in my whole daily routine and way of life. He basically said to me, don't strain your back in any way, bending or twisting. So pretty much all the things that I do for my physical fitness, the jiu-jitsu that I train, even the yoga that I do, all of a sudden, all of those were off the table. And anybody that knows me personally knows that I'm very disciplined and militant with my fitness and with my martial arts training. And suddenly these two things were taken off the table in a pretty significant way, where I'm basically advised not to do either of them, at least not in the same way. I'm allowed to work out, but in ways that I basically cannot put strain on that part of my spine. I can't bend, can't twist, have to be stationary and supported, can't do jujitsu, can't do. Can't even do yoga, because the poses are twisting and bending. So I remember thinking to myself, you know, I've built these routines over years and iterations of my actual workout routine, the way that I train jiu-jitsu, the way that I stretch. And I believed that I was doing all the right things. I thought I'm doing everything that I can to do it, to make myself healthy, to put my body in a really good state. And then I'm here listening to this neurosurgeon tell me that I have the back of a 50-year-old while I'm only 30 years old. Thinking about that was a little disorienting and even paradigm shifting because suddenly the habits that I have and the way that I even live my life suddenly is about to change. Now, relative to other significant life events and tragedies and disorienting experiences. This is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. This is not a horrible occurrence. This is not even the worst thing that I've experienced. If you've been following this podcast from the beginning, or you've listened to the first few episodes, you already know what my 2020 was like. There were a lot of events that could have crumbled me, but Zen and Stoicism saved my ass and kept me centered even through the suffering of those experiences. I have a lot of faith in those philosophies, those schools of thought and in what I'm able to do with them today. So in hearing that, suddenly got to change my routine up, got to change the way that I live every single day. And I in some ways was feeling scared about this. There was feelings of sadness, of loss, like mild depression and dread would creep in from time to time as I'm like settling into the reality of what's going on. But at the same time, there's this overarching gratitude that, again, I've caught it in time early enough where I can heal it by simply resting. And when you're used to being a doer, being very action-oriented and always go, like my personality has been throughout a lot of my life, you start to latch your identity onto these things. And I have I've realized, I didn't know this before, but I realized how strong some of those attachments were to my identity as somebody who trains jujitsu, somebody who lifts weights and is very athletic and very healthy. And I realized I had these attachments onto these aspects of myself. And what I started to notice is that in hearing this, I had to take a step back and zoom out from that part of my identity and realize that was not the all-encompassing piece of who I am as a person. And I've gone through a lot of disorienting experiences, right? Death of loved ones, really bad breakups, loss of money, loss, loss of opportunity, having my loved ones confronted with their own mortality through being diagnosed with diseases there have been a lot of these experiences that kind of changed my world up and a lot of other people have these experiences too and many people have had experiences much worse than mine much more detrimental that really you know throws their life for a spin and others have had more mild experiences but the point is anytime you have these types of experiences that kind of disorient your world you start to realize A few things. It's very easy to fall into a mode where you want to be expedient about those feelings about the fear, about the hurt, the sadness, the grief, the depression, the anxiety. You want to be expedient about these feelings. You want to get rid of them. You want to avoid them at all costs. But the thing is, these feelings are pointing to where the attachments are in your life, where you are vulnerable for unnecessary or excessive suffering by engaging in delusions. And it points to where these intentions were. I can say from a pretty vulnerable place that not all my intentions around fitness and martial arts, not all my intentions were really coming from a place of intentionality that pointed me back to my humanity. Some were delusional, some were expedient, right? Sometimes I would train so that I would would avoid thinking about something that was stressing me out. Or sometimes I would train because I think that if I keep training, if I keep this level of fitness up, I can control my health and the way that it's going. And sometimes I would train through the pain because I wanted to perform to myself and prove to myself that I could push through the pain and maybe even prove to others that I was tough. So I'd be engaged in performance. And obviously, resistance. I was resisting what was. I was resisting the pain that I was feeling. So I was engaged in a lot of delusional thinking in doing something that's quote-unquote good, which is fitness. So the reason why this is important to bring up is because... When we can do things that are good, but if we're not embracing what is, if we're not responding to the reality as it is, and we're instead responding to our ideals through a mode of resistance, then we can put ourselves into difficult situations like this where they become disorienting and you got to regroup and get your bearings back. And the way that I'm dealing with this, at least right now, is I have these feelings, have these emotions. The first thing that I'm doing is getting very present to these feelings, not trying to expedite them away not trying to get rid of them but focusing on okay this makes me sad there's part of me that makes it that there's part of this that makes me angry part of this that feels depressing for part of this that feels dreadful or there's some despair part of this that feels almost like guilty towards myself for not listening to myself for not listening to the pain that was coming up So these are all the things, these are are all the unpleasant emotions that I'm currently feeling and sitting in. And the first thing that I'm going to do is really get present to what these are and really feel them, really do my best to understand what they're trying to tell me about myself. And so in this process, one thing that I'll do action-wise, something that's practical for understanding and being present with this, is I started this yesterday, but I've been journaling down a lot of my feelings about the current state of affairs, about where I'm at. And I'm looking at my reality as it is and refraining from looking at it as worse than it is or trying to sugarcoat it and make it better than it is. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, my back is hurt. I'm at risk for arthritis later in my life. I'm at risk for hurting this even more if I don't rest it, if I don't listen to my body. And so I need to look at this as it is. This is the current state of my spine, current state of my body. The next thing that I'm going to do or that I've already started to do is use the dichotomy of control from Epictetus, right? I'm going to focus on what I can control in this situation. I can control what movements I choose to do on an everyday basis. I can control the routines that I do. I can control what I do to process my feelings, I can control whether or not I'm going to journal about them. I can control if I'm going to be expedient or I'm going to be disciplined about this healing process. And so I'm doing everything I can from a kind of like Western medicine standard, seeing I'm going with what the neurosurgeon is telling me to do. I'm making sure that I'm keeping my inflammation down with the foods that I'm eating. So I'm not eating junk food, but I'm eating as healthy as I possibly can. Reducing my calories significantly because I'm not burning nearly as many from the two workouts a day I was doing (laughs) that included one of heavy weightlifting and one of jujitsu. So I'm not burning nearly as many. So I'm controlling kind of my intake of food, having some discipline around that. What else am I using here? I'd say the other thing I'm using is I'm looking at this as an opportunity, realizing that I have the choice of how I'm going to respond. I'm choosing not to look at this as an injustice not to look at this from a, the point of view of a victim because as a Stoic principle, life does not owe me anything. And I'm not immune to this. Another thing that I'm looking at is really focusing on the present and embracing the path, intending embrace and trusting this process, trusting this for being something that is coming into my life and that is necessary for me. And I'm loving this path, loving what is so I'm practicing amor fati here really focusing on the gratitude for what is not judging it appreciating it and having a sense of curiosity for what this could teach me what could this injury teach me what could this change in my orientation around life teach me what wisdom could it bring how can I use this to help other people what is the gift in this so right now I'm just rattling off the questions that are in my head of how I'm dealing with this particular process. And if you're still listening to this point, I know this is a very different form of this podcast, but I, I appreciate you listening because this is me actually processing this in real time with the same philosophy that we talk about every day on this podcast. So using some focusing on what is, getting present to the emotions, not trying to, you know, bring them away. I'm embracing them using the dichotomy of control to control the actions that I take, using the virtue of temperance from stoicism to reduce my indulgence in foods and whatnot, knowing that I'm not burning as many calories, having the courage to just rest. <laughs> Honestly, like this is, this to me, this is like a version of expressing that stoic virtue of courage because it's going against an identity that I've built for myself for years, which is to work through the pain to be tough. And it's taking courage for me to go against this. Even though nobody's expecting me to keep working through the pain and everybody's understanding about it, it's not even others that I feel like I'm performing for, but it's myself. And I, it's having the courage to not work out and not strain myself when I'm in pain. So for me, that's what that feels like. That feels like that's what I'm using here. Having the wisdom to see... The experiences of others i had a really dear friend of mine have a very similar injury he's about 15 years older than me a similar injury but his it was way past the point of no return and he had to get surgery and right now he's recovering and it's a very painful process where he can't even move he has to be helped by everybody and a big part of his identity was always helping other people and now he has to be the one to get helped so he's had this shift in his identity. He has to learn these new parts from himself. So using like the wisdom of that situation and talking to him and supporting him, I'm realizing like, oh, like this could get really bad for me if I don't take care of it now, if I don't listen to it right now. Responding to what is, loving my fate, loving where I'm at, using a Fati and the embrace of my path. Also getting very curious as to what this is teaching me. So I'm using the Zen stoic intention of understanding. And instead of trying to control this process and get upset about it and try to control and expedite my healing process, I am taking the time to understand it, to understand my body and where this is coming from. I am intending a sense of discipline and making sure that I take care of my back, that I move in the specific ways that I've been advised to. And being sincere with how I feel, expressing how I feel, not holding it in. One thing that I was reading about... In this book that I have called Psychic Roots of Disease, which is basically a book um, based on New German medicine that points to the emotional conflicts that cause physical ailments, chronic pain, disease, that sort of thing. And when it comes to degenerative issues and back pain and disc stuff, all of it points to some variation of a self-esteem conflict. And as a kid, I had a really poor self-esteem, especially when I was you know 11 years old, 12 years old, starting to go through puberty, which is around the time that my back pain started. So it's been like that for 20 years and I realized that there's still things to this day, even with all the success that I've had and the, the amazing things that I have to be grateful for in my life, there are still self-esteem conflicts that I'm working through. So I'm being sincere and vulnerable, not just with myself, but with the people I care about. Even talking about it on this podcast, this is not something I would typically talk about, but what my intention is with the Zen Stoic Path is to not just come here as an expert on these philosophies, but also share with you who is listening that I'm also a student of these philosophies. Even the parts that I'm creating, like the intentions and delusions, the parts that I'm pioneering, if you will, I'm very much a student to those. I am not above those at all. And I'm here being sincere and vulnerable with what I'm dealing with to show you that this process is not clean cut or anything like that. It is messy. It is confusing sometimes. But all these principles can all come together to help you in these moments, in these moments of despair, in these moments where life seems disorienting to you, where suddenly what you thought of yourself or what you thought was your identity is suddenly invalidated by the reality of what's setting into your life. And this, again, it comes in so many different forms. It can come in the loss of a job, loss of opportunity, a physical injury, like in my case. It could come with a breakup, the death of a loved one, the the situation where a loved one is diagnosed with a, a terminal disease or, or a disease that you know maybe is curable, but the chances are unlikely. Any one of these things could be very disorienting, could throw off your routine, your habits, your identity, who you are. So... The point of this whole thing is how do you deal with this disorientation? You can use these principles of Zen and Stoicism. You can use them to not necessarily, they're not necessarily going to fix everything all at once. But what they will do is they'll prevent you from losing your center. They'll give you something to focus on, an aim. And my aim and my intention with this whole occurrence is to learn from it, To seek the gifts within it. To express myself sincerely and vulnerable. And be vulnerable with the people I care about. With the listeners of this podcast. And just do my best to work through it. And find my inner peace. Even when my ideals are falling apart around me. Because that is what it means to be the warrior in the garden. Is to know... That sometimes your ideals will get violated, destroyed, compromised. But no matter what, you don't lose your center. You stay with it. You come from a place of gratitude. You embrace the reality. You seek to understand it. You become disciplined in your actions and sincere in your expression. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode.